Hello, hello, and what is up, teachers? Hope everyone's well. So in today's episode, I'm going to give you five reasons why you need to join a union ASAP. Now, before we begin, I'm just going to give you a little health warning. Some of the scenarios that I'm going to describe, they can be quite frightening, okay? But I'm just assuring you now that these are not the things that teachers fear on a daily basis. Particularly if you, I mean, if you're an ECT, PGC, this is going to sound quite scary. But these are not things that we fear on a daily basis. They're possibilities. They can happen, but it's not something that we sit there worrying about all day. But nonetheless, it is still important to be in a union. So without further ado, let's dive right in. The first reason why you need to join a union is for support. So just to give you an example, let's say your competency has come into question. Head teacher has decided that you're no longer a satisfactory teacher. They've been in your lessons a few times and, and they say it's not up to scratch. Head teacher decides you're going on a support plan, an action plan, a capability procedure. You would have to consult your union rep then. Why would you have to? Because the union rep, they might say, well, actually, you know what? They'll defend you, okay? They might say to the head teacher, well, actually, you're being a bit harsh. This is just one bad observation and you can't really do that after one bad observation. Now, let's say the head's got loads of evidence that actually your performance is not up to scratch. Then when you go on that support plan, when you go on that capability procedure, the union rep will ensure that everything is taking place fairly and that it's not going to be unfairly used against you to try and dismiss you because they don't like you, for example. The second reason why you need to join a union is because you might just need a supportive ear. Now, you might think, well, surely your colleagues will provide a supportive ear. The thing is, when you're in a union, you'll have a union rep and they have to listen to you because that's their job. And sometimes you just need somebody just to ground you again sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Some, sometimes you need somebody to tell you that actually they do this at every school. Or actually, yes, you're right. This is unreasonable. This request is unreasonable. And the union rep will do that. I remember actually, because I was a union rep for four years, a long time ago, but I, but I have been a union rep before. And a lot of the time, people used to come up to me with complaints or moans and stuff like that. And at the end of it, I'd say, what do you want me to do with this? And I'd be like, oh, no, nothing, nothing. I'm just telling you. And I'll tell you what, right? Nine times out of ten, you speak to union reps, they're going to tell you the exact same thing. This is what happens. Okay? So it's worth having that supportive ear. The third reason why you need to be in a union is for legal assistance. Now... Let's say you end up in a scenario, a teaching-related scenario, in which you require legal assistance, i.e. for a solicitor. The union will pay for that. Now, obviously, none of us want to think about things like that, God forbid. But nonetheless, we are all vulnerable. I mean, that goes without saying. So that should be reason enough. The fourth reason why you need to join a union is because you can't join retroactively. So let me explain. Let's say... A kid says you swore at them and you're under investigation from your head teacher. You can't then join a union for union support. So you can't join after the fact. It's the same as you can't crash your car and then get insurance afterwards. So again, it's a good idea to have that sense of security. The fifth reason to join a union is for staff unity. It's right there in the title. The union is a key player in terms of affecting change both locally and nationally. Now, you see the union in conferences with the government, and, and they do put pressure on the government to make changes, for example, in workload, pay and conditions, etc., etc. But that doesn't just happen on a governmental level. The union can influence local change as well. So let's say you've got an individual school where they've decided their workload is ridiculous. 
they can, if they all get together, they can bring their local office in and, you know, in the worst quote-unquote quote case scenario, they can ballot for strike action in an individual school. And to be absolutely honest with you guys, schools which are unionized, and when I say unionized, I mean, obviously people are in the union, but they go to the meetings and they're quite vocal. They, by and large, don't have to put up with some of the nonsense that non-unionized schools have to. Unfortunately, guys, there are some schools out there who, until, until you outright say, we're not doing this and we refuse, they will just keep piling it on, okay? So the union gives you that outlet to say, well, actually, you know what? No, I don't think so. We're not doing that. Sorry. And you might think, well, I can do that as an individual member of staff. You can't, okay? If you complain about something by yourself, like a workload issue, something like that, if you do that by yourself, you, I mean, that's a whole other podcast, but nine times out of 10, we're way stronger when we're together. So if you're not at the union, you won't be at the union meetings. You'll miss that camaraderie between staff. And let me tell you, for your mental well-being, just sitting in a room moaning with the rest of the staff does wonders. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that every union meeting is about moaning and, you know, it's, it's not always like that. But nonetheless, it can be like that. And that's a good thing. All right. You need to be all up in that. And also off the back of that, it's worth mentioning that the union is actually brilliant for networking. Okay. They have conferences like, for example, the Young Teachers Conference. You get to meet teachers from all over the country. They're heavily subsidized. The conference is not the teachers. <laughs> but anyway, I can't stress the importance of networking enough because ideally what you want is for neighboring schools to know about you before you apply. So let's say in three years time, if you're an ECT or whatever, you might decide, well, actually, I, I, I want to take a, a TLR and there might not be any at your school. In which case, if a neighboring school or just a school anywhere, if they know about you beforehand, they're more likely to at least interview you. Okay, so when you meet people at conferences and you make a good impression, they might hit you up later, say, actually, you know what, we've got a vacancy. It helps. It really does. And finally, the $64 million question is always, which union do I join? Now, I'm not going to list the positives and negatives of each one. Firstly, just make sure you join one. But secondly, it's a good idea to join the one, whichever one is more popular at your school for the mere fact that the meetings will be bigger, okay? So most likely your school will be dominated by one union. Join that one, that's what I would do. If you're an ECT, I wouldn't get into the intricacies of exactly how the unions differ. At this stage in your career, I can't say it really matters, just make sure you're in one. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope you found it helpful. Do check out my books on Amazon, The Unofficial Teacher's Manual, what they don't teach you in training, and teaching for realists, making the education system work for you and your pupils. Take care.